Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's a verse that many of you know but we don't apply it the way we should it's found in proverbs 23 notice for as he thinks in his heart so is he as she thinks in her heart so is she write this down first key what we think we become our thoughts determine who we are and how we live You know, most people go through their lives not giving a thought to the connection between thinking and action. How about you? It's surprising that even Christ followers don't make this correlation. The Bible, though, is full of verses that speak of this cause and effect that's critical to successful living. Pastor Mark is teaching about your need to understand that God made your thinking and your body to work in harmony. When they don't, when there's dysfunction between the two, Your life doesn't function as it should. Understanding that there is a connection is the first step in fixing what's wrong in your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 1 of his message, What Are You Thinking?, teaching of today is this. What are you thinking? Daniel planned to rob a convenience store. Planning was his forte. Robbing was not. Daniel phoned the store he was going to rob in advance to ask how much money was in the cash register. (laughs) It's a true story. The clerk called the police right after he got off the phone, and they arrested him as he was entering the store. Daniel, what have you been thinking? 45-year-old Amy was arrested in Texas. Another true story. After a mechanic reported to the police that 18 packages of marijuana were packed in the engine compartment of the car, which he brought into the mechanic for an oil change. Amy later told police she didn't realize that the mechanic would have to raise the hood to change the oil. (laughs) Amy, what are you thinking? (laughs) This is crazy. Paul is in Rome, and he's thinking some amazing things. And he's going to teach us this morning from a letter he wrote to the Philippians, all about thinking all about our minds. Here he is in prison, and his mindset was joy, which blows our minds. It doesn't make sense. Regardless of the circumstances Paul has taught us, we can have joy. Now, how do we do that? 
Well, let's refresh a little bit. You've turned there in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Let's just read verses 4 through 8. Paul says it like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Because the Lord is near. Now do not be anxious about anything. But in everything. By prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. Simply present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, now watch, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We begin to see, especially as we go to verse 8, that Paul knows this truth. There's a link between thinking and living. There's a link between how we think and how we act. Look at verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, Paul is saying that this amazing connection is between our thinking and what we actually become. There's a verse that many of you know, but we don't apply it the way we should. It's found in Proverbs 23. Notice, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As she thinks in her heart, So is she. Write this down. First key. What we think, we become. Our thoughts determine who we are and how we live. If our thoughts are filled with doubt and anxiety and jealousy and revenge, then those thoughts will automatically transfer and they will definitely affect How we live. All of us from time to time have had a little pity party. You ever have a little pity party? Come on. Maybe some of you had one this week. You just want to get along. Yeah, the world's flying by. I can't stand myself. I'm I'm in such bad shape. Well, we've all done that because we like to feel deprived. But then God has a way of bringing somebody into your life that's like a million times worse than you are. You've been there, haven't you? And what do you go? You go home and think, I need to change my stinking thinking. I'm really, really blessed. Listen to Helen Keller. Helen Keller, as you know, was blind. Listen to her. So much has been given me, I have not time to ponder over that which has been denied me. I wrote after that statement, ouch. You see, that's exactly what Paul's teaching. A mind full of verse 8, all those good things, truth, kindness, good things. A mind filled with that has no room for worry, negativity, feeling sorry for ourselves. So Paul is saying, if we'll think right, we can live right. Right thinking leads to peaceful and joyful living. 
Now, I want you to think about this statement for a moment. Listen to this. I'm going to read it twice. We are not what we think we are, but we are what we think. We are not what we think we are, but we are what we think. So I wanted to write this statement down. Right thinking equals right living. Right thinking, if I learn to think right, then I'm going to live right. Right thinking equals right living. Now, I want you to turn in the Old Testament, about halfway through the Old Testament, to the book of Isaiah 55. As you turn there, we learn an amazing principle about our God. You see, our God is really, in many ways, beyond our understanding. And yet Jesus came to live so he could show us kind of what the Father's like. So in this room this morning, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about yourself and life and your circumstances and the people that are around you? How are you? Is it the right thinking? How did you get where you are? How can you change? Well, in this passage, it's an interesting passage. Isaiah 55, go down to verse 8. This is God speaking to us this morning. Look what we learn about him. God says it like this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. If God thinks differently, of course his ways are going to be different. Then he says this. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Interestingly, God says his thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. He's pure. He's holy. He's all-knowing. We say, well, Pastor Mark, thanks a lot. What is that supposed to mean to me? Well, here's the challenge. God says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. My ways are not like your ways. And yet in the scripture, here's what the Bible tells us. Every one of us can have the mind of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.16. Paul says it, but we have the mind of Christ. So what does that mean? Here's what we're going to learn. We're going to learn how to think like God thinks. Now, we'll never, ever be able to think totally like God thinks. Because God's ways and thinking is very, we we just can't do it. He's all-knowing. But we can learn to think like God. We can actually have the mind of Christ. So we want to learn how to have the mind of Christ. And we're going to learn how to control what we think. See, right now, there's all kind of thoughts going into your minds everywhere. Those of you that didn't eat, your stomach's growling. There's a thought. Oh, I can't wait till I get it. Is he done yet? <laughs> Boom. It's all over the place. There's a million. Some of you are thinking, is this Super Bowl day? No, that's next week. Put it out of your mind. <laughs> There's all. Somebody's saying, man, that person, that girl over there in the third row is fantastic. I mean, bring your mind back here, would you? <laughs> See, there's all these thoughts. So we can learn to control them. So would you turn to your neighbor right now and say, I can learn to control my thoughts. Would you do it right now? Go for it. How are we going to do that? 
You say, Pastor Mike, like, is this mind control? Just look at me and watch my finger. Here we go. No, not at all. Last week, we learned, how many have your bracelet? How many have your black bracelet? Good. How many don't have one? How many don't have one? Get you one. Where have you been the last four weeks? What have you been thinking? So get you one. They're free. They're free. Just get you one at all of our campuses. We learned that I pray equals change. It'll change my circumstances. It'll change other people. But the big deal with prayer is it changes who? Mwah. Changes me. So this week, we want to learn a different one, an added one. Here it is to write down. This should be our prayer. God, change my thinking. If I can change my thinking, I can change my living. I can change my actions. I can make a positive impact. You see, in Philippians, where you were, Paul doesn't suggest. He commands people to think on these things. Let them dwell on your mind. Meditate on them. Develop a habit of thinking on these things. Allowing God's word to speak to you. Now, I'm going to say a statement, and I want you to finish it for me. You ready? Here we go. Garbage in. Garbage out. Garbage in. See, it's just like whatever. We know what. What we think about what we eat, we know this one, don't we? What we eat, we become. As I look out here, there's a few of you that are donuts this morning. Man. Including the whole. You're just a donut this morning. Some of you are meat people. You're a barbecue rib or whatever. There you are. You vegans. Hmm. That's a funny picture. Nothing wrong with a vegan. Celery stalk, whatever. It's also true. Garbage in, garbage out. It's the very same thing in my life. If my thinking is wrong, my living is wrong. So what I put into my mind will affect how I live. So we discern that prayer and this thing, which I'll talk to you about in a moment, called meditation, are connected. Now, I want you to turn to the Old Testament. You're close by. You're right there. Psalms, just a few books before. Psalms chapter 1, verse 2. Actually, about uh, four or five books away. Psalms. Chapter 1, verse 2. Now, we're going to read a lot in a moment, some scriptures. The word that is used is meditation. I'll explain it. It is not what we find in Mideast countries with yoga, a mantra, whatever. It's not that at all. Meditation in the Bible, you'll see what it is. I'll explain it to you. But you'll see this word a lot. And it's connected always with prayer. And it's always connected with our mind so that our actions follow. Now, you're there at Psalm 1-2. Just hold it. We'll be there. Let me show you some verses. Psalm 119 says this. Oh, how I love your law. How I love the Bible. The Word of God. Oh, how I love the Bible. I meditate on it. You'll see this a lot. All day long. So I'm thinking on God's word all day long. And of course, as I do that, it affects my actions. Psalm 77, 12. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. 
I'll think how great God is. And nothing's about, I will meditate on it. Next. Joshua, and by the way, this is going to be a little your homework later. I'll give you the homework later. Joshua 1.8. Do not let this book of the law, in those days, in the first five books of the Bible, for us, the Bible. Do not let the Bible depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. The original word for meditate is mutter. Say it. Keep saying it. Allow it to mean something to you, to kind of become part of you. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Whatever we think, we end up having to do. There's a connection between that. And if you will do this, you'll be prosperous and successful. You see, if I entitled the teaching today, how to guarantee yourself to be prosperous and successful, and I'm going to do a 12-week series, you couldn't find a seat in this place. But that's what meditation is about. It's exactly that. Now, as you think about that, let's go to the next verse. Psalms 104. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. Leave that there and look at me. What that means is this. God's hearing my meditation. It's prayer. So may my meditation, the things that I'm thinking about God and what God wants to do, may it be pleasing to him. So, bring that down. Now, let's look at verse 2 of chapter 1, Psalms. Look at what David writes, speaking about a follower of Christ. But his delight, I'll come back to that word, his delight is in the law, in the Bible of the Lord. And on this word, the word of God, he meditates day and night. Meditation means to Act on focusing one's thoughts, to ponder, to think on it, to read God's word with thoughtfulness, to linger over God's word. So I want you to write this, then I'm going to explain the difference between biblical meditation and Eastern meditation. Here's what you want to write. Biblical meditation results in thinking like God. If I can learn to meditate and what that means... It will result in you and me thinking like God, which in the end results with you and me being like God. Not God, but being like Christ. Thinking like Christ, acting like Christ, being what I'm supposed to be. It will affect my actions. Now, let me talk a little bit about biblical meditation. 25 years ago, if I taught this topic, I would never have to stop here and teach you about biblical meditation because unless you lived in India or were over in the eastern countries, we didn't have any of that in this country. Today, it's filled with the wrong kind of meditation. Satan loves to duplicate the opposite of truth. So just understand. So what is eastern meditation? Eastern meditation involves a mental exercise of emptying your mind, empty it, your consciousness, and you begin to look inwardly because they teach that in you is enlightenment. So I empty my mind, number one, anytime you empty your mind, it's hugely dangerous because the enemy will love to put something in your mind. You'll see that later. Be careful. It's a foolish thing to do. So they empty their mind 
with a yoga or a mantra, mm, sit, whatever. I'm not making fun because they don't know the truth. And they empty their mind and they're looking to be changed from them, from the inside. They're looking for peace. Why do they travel overseas? They're looking for peace. So they empty their mind, and of course the enemy deceives them, and they don't ever get true peace. In contrast, in biblical meditation, we focus our mind. We don't empty it. We focus our mind on God's word. This is God's mind to us. So I don't empty my mind. I fill my mind with God's word. And then the change begins to happen. And it's not me changing me from the inside. It's God changing me from the inside. That's the process of meditation. So as I'm in the word of God, and the word of God is in me. By the way, it's not just reading it, but it's thinking. It's asking questions. It's allowing the truth as I read it, to begin to change my thinking, so eventually I'll have a pattern of thinking. Now look at Psalm 1-2 again. You don't have to write this down. There's three things that are happening there. First is attitude. Notice what he says. His delight. He loves to meditate. See, there has to be a loving of meditation. You have to say, well, Pastor Mark, you mean if I actually learn to meditate and understand the scripture and how it applies to me? By the way, meditation doesn't take an hour. doesn't take you sitting down. doesn't take you in a special place. You can meditate anywhere you want, all kinds of time, in five to ten minutes, just on the word, as the word begins to speak to you. Now, there has to be an attitude of wanting to do it. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Second, notice what the scripture says. Look at it. His delight is in the law of the Lord And on the law, he meditates. It's not just talking about it. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad you're taking notes. That's wonderful. But understand, there's action. A person actually has to meditate, not just talking about it. And I want to give you a couple of illustrations how this will work, okay? To me, number one, meditation takes a little time. So it's like this sponge, this sponge can kind of be my mind. And I soak myself in a verse. Let me just I just open it up this morning and uh, find a verse that I can get to here and read it. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You, you know my thoughts from afar. You know my mind. So I can meditate right on that. It takes a little time. I begin to thinking, okay, there's a God. He knows me. Oh, he knows what I'm thinking. And he still loves me? Yeah. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the connection between what you believe and your behavior. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. This association is critical to your success as a Christ follower. You learned about the differences between the thinking of the world system, all that is around us and is hostile to God and Jesus, and God's way of thinking. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this message, What Are You Doing? He will expand on the relationship between what you think about and your behavior. He will share what the Bible has to say about thinking and will introduce the concept of biblical meditation, which is nothing like what you've been told meditation is. And you'll learn how to do it. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.